Welcome back folks to 2 Bits 1 Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, a Call of Duty zombie stan and a chilly boy, Dan Masters, with my good friend, the East Kent Elliot Friedman, and a man who still point blankly refuses to reply to any of my WhatsApp messages. Well, every human, well, how you doing? <laughs> uh, well, I was good until I had to, had to text you back and the guilt, guilt took over. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll throw him a little bone. <laughs> if only people knew the pressures of me trying to put this show together just sending you random messages and not hearing anything back for three days and then me thinking sometimes maybe this time he really is dead maybe that's it maybe i'm just gonna get a message off his missus at some point saying oh yeah sorry will uh, will died last thursday can you can you stop harassing my dead husband's <laughs> telephone demand demanding takes on on the derek stepan trade <laughs> Oh dearie me! All right. It's, it's, the problem is I'm I'm in my mind I'm in my take palace. I've I've assumed uh, an ethereal form to to come up with the the not spiciest takes the most accurate and truest takes that the public aren't ready to consume. So we uh, we don't do hot takes, Dan. We just do uh, we do uncomfort- uncomfortable truths. That's right. And you're so scared of letting those takes drop out. You don't even want to talk to anybody, <laughs> not even me. No, I can't, I can't. Just to say, yeah, I'm alive. I can't break. <laughs> I can't break my concentration. No, I've, got true. To, I've just got to stay in the zone while they're formulating around me. Like, uh, I assume something like that happens in Doctor Strange, doesn't it? I, I can't remember. Yeah, probably. I was going to say maybe that uh, that's why nobody can get hold of Sting when he's practicing his tantric sex with his missus. Like, I'm off the grid now for eight hours. Don't bother me, okay? I'm going to meditate it's... and think about masturbating but not touch myself for the next eight hours. So just leave me alone, okay? It's, it's exactly the same situation. Yeah. The the major difference being, uh, obviously, I'm I'm far better at takes than uh, Sting is at his, at his tantric nonsense. Um, and well, the other bit I don't I don't need to specify because that's between between me and uh, whoever I share my bedroom with. <laughs> whoever you share your bedroom with, <laughs> shout out to Will's missus. <laughs> <laughs> whoever she is, well, she, even you're not sure. She. Is, <laughs> Who's to say? I'm, I'm again. I'm so focused on the takes. I don't know what's that, what my physical form is up to. I couldn't tell you what's going on. All right. <clears throat> anyway, with the season about a week away, we're gonna do some. <laughs> anyway. We're gonna do some predictions today. Some silly ones, obviously. Some maybe serious ones. There'll be some points or, as well as we mentioned, some takes that might infuriate some people. But that's what we like to do over here. But uh, other news first. There's a few bits to get into. Let's start with as it happened last night. I don't know if you caught any of it, but America beats Canada in the in the World Juniors final. As everyone mentioned, Canada with something like 21 first-round picks in the squad. Uh, this is obviously seen as a massive failure, for sure, Will, and I'm expecting the inquest to begin any day now. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know what the score was. This was uh, this marks another year where on, on December 22nd, I was like, ah, oh, going to actually watch some World Juniors this year. And I did not watch a second of it. Did not watch a second. Like just, I don't know. Part, partly because of like the timing of the games and stuff, just never really lined up over the Christmas period. And I just couldn't. Just got to the point. It's like you know what? Can't really, can't really be bothered. Can't, can't really be bothered. As much as I want to watch Byfield and I want, to, I want to see Brad Lambert, that sixteen-year-old Finnish kid who's playing, uh, playing men's hockey. But uh, clearly not enough to actually do it. You know. America won. Uh, America won two 0 Just so I can I can update you with that. Oh, oh well, quite. It's, it's over then, isn't it? It's over for Canada. This will be the last World Juniors that they attend. I imagine. <laughs> I'm the same. I was two. I was really excited to watch it, and then 
like you say, just fucking Christmas started and then the whole COVID thing started again. So my work ramped up and now my daughter's back at home being homeschooled. So I've just had, I have had no free time really to watch any of it. I did catch a lot of highlights <clears throat> rather than watch full games, pardon me. And Tim Stutzler really stood out. I gotta say, mate, he looked like amazing. There were some flashes of absolute brilliance from that boy, and I'm very excited, very excited to see what he can do this year. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see a if he. I'd imagine he should make the Ottawa team. I'd be, especially with like the the AHL season. I know it's going to go ahead, but I think it's not necessarily going to be a normal kind of year for the AHL, especially as we've said before with like AHL, NHL relations and, and connections and interchanges and stuff like that so i think a guy like stutzler is going to have an even better opportunity to actually make the team out of camp than he than he already would have yeah because and this is the thing we've said before he's already been playing against men it's not as though he's going from 16 17 year olds to then joining the nhl ranks and playing against you know 25 26 year olds who are fucking built like brick shit houses he's already been playing against big dudes and I think it did, yeah, and, and it showed. And we've seen, it showed in the highlights that he just like he's just making people look stupid out there. And, and and as we all know, that that's a foolproof kind of you know uh, scouting report for for players because whenever we've seen eighteen year olds coming straight out of their draft year who who have been playing against men and doing really well, you know, looking big on the puck, dominant on the puck against men, they come into the NHL and they dominate straight away. You, you've only got to look at Capo Caco to see just how effective. <laughs> A player who's played against men but it's and dominated I'm saying it's easier. It's not so much of a no, culture I... shock. I'm not saying he's going to be like you know he's not no. going to he's not going to break fucking Solani's rookie goal scoring record or anything. But <laughs> he's going to like I, yeah I agree. I think he will be able to slot in straight away at an NHL level and and do a job. Again, maybe not amazing, but I think he'll be able to do a job and you know get his uh, get his learning off and running. The only thing I want to mention. Yeah. Did you? I don't know if you've even seen any highlights. Askarov, the, the Russian goalie, who everyone's like really high on, had not a great tournament, made some really questionable choices. And there was a, a point in the game, in the semifinals against Canada, where he lost his stick, so took a player's stick during play. Like, one of his teammates handed him their stick. I think you're allowed to do that, aren't you? You are, but you your goalie doesn't need that stick as much as that skater. The skater needs the stick way more but, than the goalie. But then the skater can go and get a new stick or, or make a change, whereas the goalie can't do jack. And no, I'd, no, no, as... no, 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 no. This is Canada's in the offensive zone. This is while play is happening in and around <laughs> the net. This isn't play was down the other end. The skater chucked him his stick and then skated to the bench. No, this was during play. So during play, Jeez. Canada has possession. And the Russian skater just puts his stick back towards the goalie to offer it and the goalie takes it. Like, that's madness. Why are you doing that? You don't need that right there. That's that right skater needs that stick. And I'm sure it was on a Canadian power play as well, which is even fucking stupider. So was it was it Perfetti who scored a really easy goal on him from the from the right circle or his left circle? Yes, I think he went, he went behind the I net. Just, just saw that. And then... Oh, no, I think I'm up. thinking of a different No, no, different I, think goal, it, yeah, but... I think the play was like he went, he went behind the net, went around, and then, yeah, to perfect you the right circle. And oh, okay, I just saw the second half of it then. Yeah, just like, just what I was obviously thinking, like, is this kid really, like, the, you know, the, he's been playing in the KHL, best, best young goalie prospect we've seen in a decade, like, really? But then, yeah, well, then that's the problem with your, World Juniors full stop. Why would you keep your goalie stick? That's mental. 
oh, I, I, like, I, th- I think that's kind of like a tactical thing, isn't it? That like shows shows their their age a little bit and their youth a little bit, like because there are so many things that, as much as you know, you can learn the skills of hockey and you can be really good at hockey at a young age. Like I don't think many people will argue that the average player, your hockey IQ grows as you get older. Yeah, or or at least you know you're going to understand the tactics of the game better when you're when you're 25 than when you're 17, sort of thing. Yeah, but that seems to me like a kind of yes. I don't know. It's terrible. <laughs> if that was a seven year old, I'd still be going, "Oh, come on, mate, what are you doing? Like that's stupid." <laughs> like if he was seven years old, I'd say that. But this is like you know, this is a guy who's been playing in. You would expect some kind of professional settings at least. To that's just a bit crazy in my opinion. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's just been scooped up off the uh, off the pond in St. Petersburg. Like, oh, nuts! We're one player short. Uh, come on, come on, Yuri, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you've got your kit with you. <laughs> let's let's go. <laughs> well, advertising on everything, even the names of the divisions. See, so the 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 conversation around this has just been so annoying because you got. Because the, the the people that are coming out like pro it and like people I, I don't want to name any names but people whose opinions I respect in in a lot of other situations just making like the asinine point of like oh you can't can't moan about the advertising on the divisions and the helmets because otherwise you know we won't have any hockey this year that's your choice like what I haven't seen a single person like bemoaning the actual advertising itself like oh there's the sacredity of you know, you know the the it's, it's sacrilege to put uh, an advertiser's name on the nhl north division or you know the predators helmets like no everyone's just making fun of it because it's dumb like it's it's the age-old thing of like you can joke about something and still understand why it's necessary and not necessary and not exactly be against it as a as a necessity you know what i mean yeah like you, you can make a joke about the Honda East Division or whatever it is, and, <laughs> it's the and Honda not West, and not actually. automatically be a Honda West. I, I, I did think actually, as soon as it left my mouth, I thought the Honda Center's out of West. The the thing with the the advertising for me is like, it it just feels a bit boring. As a, as a sucker of a consumer as I am, like the there's no new names in there. Do you know what I mean? It's just like that. Like, so, Tech Honda, for example, they sponsor the Honda Center for, for Anaheim, and now they're sponsoring the Honda Rink. Like the the Predator, the the Penguins PPG Paints Arena, they just got PPG on their helmets. Like it's just a bit. <laughs> I don't know. I I wanted to see some different brands in there. I wanted to see I don't know maybe a McDonald's logo on there, something like. That. I agree, and it I would have I would have wanted to see. Feels a bit redundant, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, no. I, you know what? I completely agree. This is only this is my mildly cool take on this whole thing is that I don't fucking give a shit what you advertise on. That's fine. You've got to make money back. I understand. I have no issue with that. But at least make it a little bit interesting or at least make it look different. Why have... Like, I've seen the the PPG logo on the the Penguins helmets. It's just their logo. There's nothing about it that says, like, it's kind of penguiny or, like, they didn't try and adapt the colours or anything. And I'm like, that's it. That's all you could come up with. There's no... There must be some like young marketing dude who kind of submitted all these ideas and said, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? Wouldn't it be like, I can make a name for myself if I suggest something like this? And even the divisions. The North Division is not the North Division. It's the Canadian Division. Everyone's going to call it the Canadian Division. So as soon as Scotia 
wanted to advertise, why didn't someone just say to them, can you come up with some kind of like uh, emblem or badge or something that has the North Division, but like the Canadian flag is kind of integrated into it somehow or something like that. And then do the same for the West, Central and East. Could you have found a way to get something that made it just look a little bit different? Because it literally looks if, like if was... these have been done by sort of, you know, 18-year-olds in, in Photoshop or MS Paint. I'm just like, it's just a bit boring. The, the problem with, like, adapting the logos and the branding to suit the team is I, I'm sure, like, an age-old marketer, you know, like, proper long-in-the-tooth marketer at, what, at PPG, for example, would be like, no, we need to keep our co- colours, keep our logo because we're advertising our company. If you then try and adjust it to blend in with the Penguins uniform or whatever or make it Penguins-related, you're then almost more advertising the Penguins rather than PPG as a separate company. So I can understand that. But I'll tell you, if I, if I was a, if I was in like the marketing team at Scotia or Honda or whoever, like Bridgestone, I'd be like, nah, right, what we're doing is there's going to be a trophy for our division. Yeah? Yes. So if you if you win the Canadian division, you win the Scotiabank trophy. Oh, I like and then that. that way, and that goes into the record books. That way you've got advertising for a millennia. So anytime anyone goes on the on you know, Austin Matthews hockey reference page, blah blah, scrolling down our oh, awards and accolades, I oh, won the twenty twenty one Scotiabank Trophy. I was like, well, what the fuck's that? That's what you wanted to do. That's clever. That's, and That's and clever. yeah, like get rid of the get rid of the names entirely. Make it the Scotiabank Division, not the, not the North Division presented by Scotiabank. I'd I'd be like, nah, stuff you NHL. If you want our advertising money, we we fucking own this. We own it. I, I want to rename the puck. I want it to be called the Br- the Bridgestone. <laughs> it looks like a small tire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And uh, Crosby passes the Bridgestone tire around to Malkin. The Bridgestone tire then goes back to the tank at a point, and etc. etc. Oh, that shot would have gone in, but they've just changed over to soft compound pucks. Ah, big mistake there. Big mistake. They should have gone for the hard pucks instead, or the wet pucks. <laughs> the um... he's, put, he's put the chains on the pucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, the Canadian division should play with chains on the pucks. <laughs> Cold. Well, I'm fucking ECW. <laughs> I like that the that uh, Batman said as well. I mean, we're just going to name these divisions. It's a one-year deal. That's it. Oh, come on. If some company next year comes back and says, "Yeah, we're thinking of naming it the um, Chiquitos Metropolitan Division," and we're going to give you a million dollars, is that okay? Like, fucking yes, it is. Of course, it is. <laughs> The na- the na- I don't know who the Nando's fucking who? <laughs> sorry go on I was I was just gonna say who 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 actually gives a shit yeah who cares who like, cares no one's gonna the, call it that anyway like the... no one's gonna call these divisions oh a great game today in the Scotia North Division no everyone's gonna say the Canadian Division and for like the East Division no one's gonna call it the East they're just gonna say you know it's the division that the Penguins play in that no one's gonna say it oh it's the uh, the Mass Mutual East Division no one's gonna say that who cares. It's like we've we've had competitions sponsored in in footy in England for as long as I've been alive, but no nobody calls it the Barclays Premier League, do they? Do you know what's amazing? Unless, no one even calls it the Premier League. We just call it the Prem, don't we? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it's in in the same way nobody calls it the National Hockey League. You just call it the NHL. Like and the the closest that like the um, advertisers have come to winning. That sort of war against the the 
informal names of the of the competitions is in the League Cup, where people call it the Carling Cup, or I don't call it the Carabao Cup, I just call it the League Cup. League now, Cup there, yeah. there have been times where Worthington Cup, the Milk Cup, whatever it might be, like that's the closest you've got. And and even if we do end up with like it being yeah, the fucking Chiquitos National Hockey League, and then we end up calling it the Chiquito Who <laughs> the chick. gives a The Chick, yeah, oh yeah, I got called up to the Chick, like it's his first game of the Chick. <laughs> Who gives a fucking Shit, they d- rename Conor McDavid to Ronald McDonald for I- for all I care. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. None of it. Fucking you know what? Matters. Even right, you could charge a fucking fortune to say we will call this the 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 Stanley Cup. We will call it the insert business name Stanley Cup. Nobody would ever call it that name. People will still call it. Maybe not even the Stanley Cup. They'll still just say, "Oh, who won the cup? Who's going for the cup?" Hockey fans don't, as far as I'm concerned, hockey fans don't really say the Stanley Cup that much. They just say the Cup. It's the Cup Finals. It's the Cup. So you could call it fucking anything. Who cares? You're just trying to make that money. That's all you want to do. And renaming the divisions and having logos on helmets and all, you've got to get the money. You've got to get it back from somewhere. So, yeah, it's, it's, and, and it's crazy. With the whole, with all of that advertising, like, oh, the old, don't put advertising on jerseys, you don't want to end up looking like a you know, German second division team or whatever, you know, slapped all over it like a Scandinavian team all over the ice and that, like, if if that's hampering your ability to enjoy hockey, like, fucking sort your life out. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Have you seen, <laughs> is... uh, have you seen the, uh, the, the NBA's trying to do the same thing, that they're trying to recoup lost money, so they're thinking of adding two expansion teams. Do you know how much they are no charging way. for an expansion team in the NBA? Two bill, two point five billion. That's mental. Considering That's everyone lost madness. their fucking minds at Seattle being six fifty, and they're saying for an NBA team it's two point five billion. That's just to fair, get in. Fair play though. Doesn't include having well, a league, were... all the players, all that kind of shit. And yeah, good just on them. Good in. on them. Just to get in. I thought you. I thought you were going to say the NBA are trying to do um, helmet advertising. <laughs> just slapping a sticker on LeBron's head like there you go, son. <laughs> Go nuts. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what should we go with next? It's fucking uh, just madness. Kind of rumoured, but not confirmed. But this is something we've mentioned before, kind of as a joke, but it looks like they're going to be playing outdoor games at Lake Tahoe, which I think is fantastic. I love the idea. Oh, yeah. I saw, saw whispers of that. Like, cool. Yeah. that. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say I'd be excited to see that, but I'd rather see Lake Tahoe than whatever the fucking M&M's baseball stadium in in southern Michigan or fucking whatever, you know, like just another... Yeah. Like the outdoor games are cool enough, but to, to do it somewhere novel and interesting rather than just another generic sports stadium. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea of it, why, you know, like kind of being not? surrounded by the woods and all that. I think it's such I think it's such an amazingly cool visual. Mm. You know, or like, you know, like Bruins flyers in a game of shinny or something <laughs> something like that, but it counts. If I, if I change it to, uh, to Pond Hockey Rules for the game. Yeah. Like three on three, just those little shoebox goals. But I, I think that's a great idea. This is the, this is what we said before. You know, this is the kind of thing you have to do. You have to like. How many times can we see a? Once you've seen a hockey team play in a in a in a baseball or football stadium, you've seen it. And I've I've joked about it before, mm. but the reason people got bored of the like NASA, the um, the spatial and everything, people got bored of people going to space. That's fucking insane. <laughs> 
So if people are bored of people going <laughs> to space, they're going to be bored of watching an ice hockey game at a stadium. So yeah, do something else with it. Go and do it somewhere really, like go to the, I don't know, go to fucking Alaska or go to the fucking Arctic or something and try and do it there. Like go outside the box completely. And I love this idea. Like I said, I love the visual of players playing in an actual NHL regulation game on a lake surrounded by, you know, trees and mountains and all that. That's so fucking cool. I love that idea. Because that's the only way that you can sort of gather interest for a, to make hockey an appointment tele- television for people who aren't going to tune in anyway. Especially in a year where you're not going to have gate receipts, so getting people to tune in is actually going to be important, more important than it normally is. Yeah. Yeah, like you say, make it make it a novelty. Even if it doesn't necessarily work, even if, you know, whatever, the game ends up being shit because it's too, too windy out there or, or whatever the fuck, like... Brad Marchand slips through the ice. Make it... <laughs> well... Even more reason for people to tune in. Exactly. You say uh, it if, you, work. if you can oh. promise me, <laughs> yeah. promise me that someone's going to fall through the ice, mate. I'm glued to that. I'm not even turning <laughs> away for for adverts. Yeah, if you go on glued. a power play instead of having a player sent to the box, you have to play on the weak ice for two minutes instead. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not allowed to dress certain players because they're over the weight limit of the ice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Jamie Alexia can't play because. Because we've we've already go through. Yeah, there's a chance he might drop in and be dead in ten seconds due to hypothermia. Oh, mate, that'd be fantastic. Imagine. Yeah, that that shit is cool. Like I do it up in the mountains where they did that um, that beer advert. We've already talked enough about brands today. I don't think we need to mention it anymore. Um, yeah, where they did that beer advert up in the mountains. Like like you say, just do it fucking anywhere. The there's been a few interesting deals, and I love. I love the cap circumvention of signing players to PTOs. I fuck it, I think it's fucking genius. I love it. And then obviously the most notable one is Mike Hoffman going yeah. to the uh, to the Blues, who've got Tar- is it Tarasenko and Steen on LTIR, so it's going to free up some cash. And they couldn't get well, him. Is Tarasenko going to be on LTIR? Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Tarasenko, yeah. I forgot about that because because it's already happened. Yeah, like that. I swear that happened like two years ago, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was the thing, wasn't it? But I love it. I, it's, it's another another little hole the NHL is going to have to try and close because, again, the salary cap is just... I mean, it's kind of flimsy at best at the best of times. But but fair play. Fair play to these GMs and front office people who can uh, who can work out these deals and find these little loopholes. I'm all for it. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. I, I like it because it, it shows GMs are using their heads for once rather than just being like, oh, well, I want to sign Mike Hoffman, so I suppose I'll just have to trade... Yeah, Braden, I have to trade Ryan O'Reilly so I can get Mike Hoffman in. It's yeah, ridiculous. But but it's it's clever and it's an interesting sort of quirk in the salary cap and how, how LTIR works. Like so so I know so comparing like the stars and the and the lightning, both in, in similar tight cap situations, the lightning because they're so screwed, they have to put Kucherov on the LTIR in the summer so that they're down and cap compliant by the start of the uh, by the start of the season. Conspiracy. But then they don't get any um if a what was it? Say even if, if Kudrov made more than if he made say he made twelve million, so putting him on the IR in the summer would in theory free up another two and a half million versus his nine point five. Because they're doing that in the summer, that would become like 
null and void, so they wouldn't actually get any cap space. Whereas the stars, I'm probably explaining this really badly. So the stars are at the cap at the moment, but Stephen Johns isn't going to play the season again, and he's got like a $2.3 million cap here. If they put him on the LTIR now, they wouldn't get any cap relief. But if they can start the season under the cap and then put him on, they would get that 2.3 million space for the season. Yeah. Which is so strange. But, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. And, and again, like you say, it's it's, it's um, really prominent with, with what's happening with the Blues. Because if they put if they put Tarasenko on now, they don't get the relief and then they can't sign, sign Hoffman. It's fucking... Yeah, but your brain do pretzels. I'm fully in now on the Kucherov conspiracy. I am 100%. Hmm. I'm all in now. I'm not. Has, has to be. Has not to be. The, um, because I was having I was having a back and forth on Twitter, not in a, a bad way, but we're having a, a chat about it. And I said, do you have to prove that that player is injured, that they have to then go on LTIR? And the person came back and said, yes, here is the rule. There, there has to be, you have to prove that that player is injured and needs the LTIR. So I was like, right, okay. So it's simple then. So the Lightning have said, well, you're going to need surgery at some point. Just do it now, but don't do it right now. We'll wait a few months until near the start of the season. Then we'll do it, and then you'll be out until the until the playoffs. And it makes so much sense. It's a shortened season. And I, do you know what really annoyed me about the whole thing? Was everyone saying, well, why would the Lightning, uh, Altoyar, their best player? My like, motherfucker, this isn't like they're a one-man team. They still have the best goalie. They still have the best defenseman. They still have the best young centre. And they still have a franchise centre who can also play right wing. Not to mention as well, just an amazing squad of players. They're not exactly Kucherov and no one else. They will be fine. You don't have to win that division. You just have to beat four other teams. And the rest of the teams in that division compared to the Lightning are fucking shite. They will easily make the playoffs. And then, what a surprise, Kucherov comes back. It's such a... And again, I don't fucking blame him for doing it. I think it's really, really smart. But it's clearly... That's clearly what's gone on. And that's why. And the argument of, well, they get rid of their best player. Well, yeah, he's their best player, but it's not like he's their only player. They have lots and lots of good players. I'd love to see um, fucking Breezewell just come out and, and say it. Because even if you admit to what you're doing, you're not really doing anything wrong. You would just say... Yeah, we thought we'd shut him down for the season. That way, he'll be back from the for the playoffs. We don't have to worry about the cap after the playoff when the playoffs are in, and we're com- confident that we can make the playoffs without him. That'd just be that'd be beautiful. I'd love that. I'd love that level of transparency for like this. Is, these are my dirty dealings. You can't do shit to stop me. I'm the fucking daddy. Let's go and win that division anyway. And like, he just he just takes his top off like Randy in that episode of South Park where he's fighting. He just goes to the. <laughs> Breeze Bar just takes his top off and just goes, what are you going to do, huh? What are you going to do? <laughs> like that. Just puts his arms out. Come on. What are you going to do? Nothing. They don't do anything. Because they can't. Absolutely, absolutely, Jack. And who who in that fucking division? How how can they come fifth in that division? I can't see it. There's no fucking way. I cannot way. see There's how no they way. come fifth. It's just impossible. Look at that division. Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, Tampa. I mean, and like I say, they've still they've got the best goalie in the league, the best defenseman in the league, and the best young forward in the league. They're not exactly a fucking dearth of players, and they're not like I said, not to mention all the other great players they have. 
yeah, it's fucking, they'll be fine. They'll be absolutely fine. It's, it's genius. It makes so much sense. You know. It, it really does. It really does. Yeah, but like you say, when you've got the best young centre in the game in uh, Matthew Joseph, you've got the best defenceman in the game <laughs> in uh, Luke Shen, yep. <laughs> and the best goalie in Curtis McElhenney, what, I don't know what more you want out of that. Yeah, what, what else do you need? What else do you need? <sighs> All right. All right, let's talk about this quickly. <laughs> I wonder what this is going to be. <laughs> multiple, multiple size, multiple size. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love how much pain it's causing you as well. Thank you, Will. <laughs> That's all right. It's my, it's my pleasure. Do you know what it is? Are you, are you really that there's torn nothing, up about a, 40, there's nothing... a forty-three-year-old man? Dude, there's nothing about this that makes sense. All right. I, I, if this was a regular season, okay, if this was a full-on season, a regular season. And there was no cap space, nothing like that. Fine, okay. They have enough. You said to me when I messaged you. You said to me, "Well, is he making a ton of money or something?" I was like, "No, he's not making a ton of money. He's just <laughs> making basic money with a few bonuses on top, and that's it. He'll be like they could easily fit him under the cap. It's a shortened season. He's not for, he's not a top pound anymore. I understand that, but you talk any time, any time." anybody gets interviewed about who's the hardest player to play on the penalty kill, it's always Chara because he's so big and his stick is so long. It gives you a massive advantage on the penalty kill that he can that he can shut down more of the ice than other players. It's just a fact. Every hockey player who's ever, I've ever heard interviewed has said Chara is like the hardest guy to play against because he's so big. He's not going to be playing 30 minutes a night. I'm perfectly fine with that. He's going to be playing around 10, 12, 14, 15. You can't find room for him in your team. And if the Bruins think... No, no, no. Hang on. And if the Bruins think... Go on, right, go on. If the Bruins think that these young players are good enough to play now, that's fine. But it's always nice just to have that little bit of insurance just in case. Just in case. And I don't... I'm not... Too concerned, you know. I'm, I'm not concerned about the issues with like having him in the room or being good for the team or that kind of thing because it's a known fact that the Bruins just take care of themselves. Now it's going to be Bergeron who does that. No problem. I mean, essentially, the Bruins have had two captains for the past however many years. It's it's Chara and Bergeron. I have no issue with that. That's fine. But to just say that you want to go in a different direction and get these young players playing when he's not like going to be stealing. 30 minutes off these guys you're just trying to find space for one guy on a on a cheap deal Ugh, I don't like it I don't like it well I hate to, I hate to mug you off oh, but on. according to I think it was Wyszynski the problem wasn't that the Bruins didn't want Chara it's that Chara didn't want the the role that the Bruins were offering which is exactly what you were outlining no 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 they don't think no 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 the role they, off- no, the role they offered him was that he wasn't going to play? He that he was going to come back as a a basic like a figurehead person in the office. He wasn't going to play. The Bruins told him you're not. Because really? I, I heard it was I heard it was six seven six seven defenseman. Oh, I didn't read that. I read that they said to him, that... "You're coming back as a, an office guy." That we don't want to play you. Oh, that's interesting. Then so maybe somebody else more well... to know because I read that on a few different places. So maybe that's just I don't know. Maybe that's rumor or something. And that's what I heard. Well, that's what I read. Sorry, people are ringing me. That's what I. That's what I read. <laughs> that's all right. 
that they said, <laughs> okay, that's it, road, we're like done. Somebody shouted. Yeah, we're done. No more. You know, you're now going to move into the office. And he said, no, I want to keep playing. Because, dude, and, right, and even if then, from, if, the, if, from right, the Bruins' point of view. Okay, you don't, don't you think if they'd have said to him, you're still going to play, he would have said, yeah, great. He's not. He doesn't. Expect, he's not going to be playing first line. He's not going to be playing top pairing minutes in Washington, is he? That's not what he's there for. He'll do what no, I, I just think said. he's going to play top. He's going to play top four, or he's going to be in like a a rolling three pairs sort of thing. Like I think he'll be north of fifteen minutes a night in Washington, which, from my understanding, is not what the deal was in in Boston. Whether that's the Bruins saying, "Now nah, we think you're fucking washed," come and hand out the towels at, at halftime, something. <laughs> Or if they were saying, <laughs> yeah, you can be 6, 7, D, you'll play 10 minutes a night. What, whatever it was, there were, it's not that the Bruins didn't want him. It's that there was a disconnect between what Chara thought he could provide and what the, the Bruins thought he could provide. I just think it's... A... And there, there was apparently a contract offer. So it's, it's like anything. We'll never know the actual truth. You know what, you're what right. Was. Yeah, we'll never know. But either way, I think it wasn't... It's not that the Bruins said, no, we don't want you full stop. It was that disconnect between we don't think you can hack it anymore, old man, and the old man saying, nah, fuck you, I, I can, I'm going to go prove it by playing with a bunch of other old men <laughs> slightly uh, <laughs> slightly to the south. <sighs> and, and I mean, to be honest, like the, t- the times now, frankly, isn't it, what you got, you got Grizzly, McAvoy, and Carlo as your top three. Who I love. They're all then really good. at some good. point, very good. Then you've got, you've got Lauzon and Clifton. You've got Vakanainen. Uh, what's the other one? Zaboril. Jacob Zaboril, sure, yeah. some other. There's Victor Berglund kid, like who, whoever. I mean, crikey, you can't tell me that most of them can't be. Obviously, there's, there's differences with Chara, but like on a on a... Like a, if you're looking at like a game score, like a war sort of um, perspective, like the impact that those players will have will be as effective as Chara in theory. Different, definitely, because you can't replicate being 25 foot tall. But I'm yeah, just going to at this stage. I'm just going to miss him. That's on. all. I'm just going to miss him. Yeah, like, it's, it's hard because he's, just, he's oh, a, fan, God, he's a like franchise it. talisman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my captain. It's, like it's hard. you know, he like lifted. The, he he hoisted, he hoisted the uh, the Burger King Stanley Cup trophy. Well, and I uh, <laughs> I got I got to see it, and to see him he leave got to wear just, the crown. And I just I think I just assume like everyone else. Once he once he stops, that's it. Like once it comes to a situation, he's like, yeah, that's it. I'm done. I'm not playing. I'm not playing anywhere else. I mean, fair. I mean, fair play to him. You know, God, I hope he gets to the. A certain point and then can't win further because we beat them. But uh, well, do you do you want to see him? Should you just want to see him flop? You want to see him? I do. You know what? Just you know what? Flounder I really out don't. There. I really don't. I love him. Like what can I say, dude? Like, like I said to you, I watched him lift the uh, the Halford Stanley Cup trophy. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I, I can't have any ill will towards the guy. You know, the like I said to you before. That kind of, it's it's so crushing as a fan when your team, if you if you stay up on, on this side of the pond, if you're staying up till four o'clock in the morning, watching your team and you like when when I did when we played Vancouver and you lose, fuck you just oh god you just feel it. You're like I stayed up for this for this, 
Like, what the fuck? I could have gone to bed and just looked at the result in the morning. And you feel like an absolute... You just feel shit. And then just the elation of winning. Like I said, it was four o'clock in the morning or something. And probably even later than that. It's probably... I think, God, I think it was probably later than that. Must have been if it was out because they won on the... Um, they won in Vancouver, won in Vancouver famously. Yeah, yeah. It's probably so, later than that. So I've heard. But that, yeah. But that elation of, you know, and, and that and he was the guy who lifted the trophy. And I can't... I, how am I going to root against the guy? I'd rather my team wins, but if at the end of the season he's skating around with that trophy, uh, you know, no ill will from me. No ill will at all. He's a... Uh, That's a fair play. At least he didn't go to uh, to Montreal, I suppose. Dude, can you fucking... I don't... <laughs> the rumour was out there, wasn't it? The rumour was out there that like Montreal were kicking tyres on it. I was like, oh my God. Fucking hell. On a, on a slight diversion on that idea, have you seen this um, was floating around today about uh, about Antwerp? I don't know what the player's name is. No. Oh my god! Let me let me find this player's name. It's Antwerp, a Belgian uh, football team. For those who don't know, Belgian soccer team got a player whose name is Didier Lankel Lankelze. I assume that's how you say it. Okay. Anyway, Didier. He. Uh, he, he wants to move. He wants out. Didier wants out. Yeah. Uh, he wants to leave in January transfer window. Apparently, Panathinaikos are interested. So he's rocked up to training this morning in a, in an Anderlecht shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Anderlecht being the arch rivals of, of Royal Antwerp, which is beautiful and petty in itself. But there are these wonderful images of like the security barring him from coming in the training ground. Oh, that's amazing. In a and, rival and not just shirt. That him is in. amazing. I thought you were going to say he turned up in a, pictures... a Panathinaikos kit. <laughs> that would have been nah, that even, as well. even, be- even better. But the- these photos of him not being allowed on the training ground, it's not just like a security guard waving him off or like standing in the way of the doors. It is proper. Didier has his hands on one side, the security have their hands on the other side, and they're like <laughs> having a tug of war of this door so he can't get in. <laughs> Fucking professional footballer. Oh, I love it. That's so good. That's so good. It's beautiful. And that's that's what would have happened with, with Charter, I think. He'd have if he'd rocked up in a in a Canadian jersey. Yeah, just right just now, rocks up at a Habs jersey fucking for Bruins practice. Fucking hell. Oh, great stuff, great stuff. Yeah, Couple sorry sorry for your loss, mate. Yeah, thank you, thank you. But yeah, no no ill will from me. I hope he uh, I hope he has a good one. Anyway. The there was a couple of interesting little bits. Uh, Pierre Luc Dubois signed an extension and was then immediately rumored that he was getting traded, which was <laughs> love that, love that. <laughs> Wasn't that me? I'd heard nothing, right? I took because I obviously I still try and keep up to date with as much as possible, and maybe it was out there. As I said a million times on this show, we have to find the news in England. We don't just get hockey news; we have to find it. Maybe the Dubois trade rumors were out there for a long time, but I didn't see anything of it. The first I saw of it was the day after he signed a two-year, five million, well, two-year, ten million dollar extension, which I just thought was fantastic. I love the idea. He's in, he's in Kekalina's office. It's like, all right, here you go, here you go, Pierre. A little two-year extension for you. Don't worry, we'll get you. You know, it's, it's coronavirus. It can't be that long. Don't worry, we'll, we'll get you after this. We'll give you a big old bump. We think you are, you know, you are a franchise centre. You're the man for the future. You had a great playoff last year. Really broke out for us. Really excited to have you. He's like signing, like yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. Signs it, hands it back to Yarmo. Oh, well, I got you. I got this as well, and just brings out a piece of paper. It's my trade <laughs> request. See you later. <laughs> exactly. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's exactly how it went. Or it, he's watching his phone for his signing bonus to hit his bank account. I was like, ah, there it is. 
Yarmo, be old knocker. <laughs> well, I've got you here, Chief. That's Th- what I want to bring up with you. Thanks for the free meal. Um, <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous, isn't it's it? Fa- it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And especially after he had like such a breakout post-season and, and then end of the regular season last year. Like, it's. I mean, I kind of understand it. I don't necessarily think I'd want to play for the Blue Jackets as currently constructed if I was like a star player. Especially when you look back over history and see a, a franchise that's never quite reached the heights that I, I don't think we can call the the Blue Jackets a successful franchise. No, I agree. Not that they're like a failure, but they haven't been successful. No, haven't had success, and they haven't been able to keep around their star players. Like fuck, how can you be on the same team as Panarin and Bobrovsky, and then see Panarin go off to New York? Which, yeah, granted they they're probably lower in the pecking order than the Blue Jackets were last year but he's he's had personal success since he's left there and it looks like the future is going to be far brighter for the Rangers than it is the Blue Jackets how can you be the next man up in in terms of skill on that team and not have that that thing that thought of like yeah fuck this I'm not I'm not sticking around getting shouted at by fucking Captain America not only that but you see Clint Eastwood yeah you you see Panarin and Bobrovsky leave and make a combined $21.5 million. And then you yeah. must be thinking, hang on a minute, if I went to a big market and was really good there, I'd be making even more money. And I think, yeah, I think you're That's right. It. Especially if he does it on this bridge, then he gets to UFA in what, like four years or whatever it is, after, like you say, yeah, he's, he's been tearing it up in a, in a Chicago, in a Detroit, in a wherever. Yeah, he'd be making fucking truckloads. Just quickly, because we've got a lot to get onto, but what would what would you pay for Dubois right now? So, like, Yarmo rings you up and says, "All right, well, I know you're interested in, you know, the Dubois. We want to try and work something out. What would you offer me? I mean, what do you think he's I think worth?" Depend- I, th- I think he's. I think he's got. I mean, is he more or less the than prospect. the going rate? More or less than the going rate? Oh, more than the going rate because he's because he's young and he and he is good. I agree. But- I agree. Yeah, I, I don't know how good he's going to be. I don't. I don't think he's necessarily going to be a superstar. I think he he's going to be a very good player. Yeah, like, does he work because he's in that of... system? Like, or is it just because <sighs> he's good, or is it because they've got him into that system and he knows how to play, so he looks good? That that is the question, isn't it? Yeah, that's the question. Does he need fucking torts yelling at him on the bench to get his head in the game? To, to make him pay attention? Th- or is he just going to be like, yeah, great, I've made a ton of money. Yeah, I'll just do whatever I want now because I'm fucking rich, whatever. I, th- I think I'd pay a decent whack for him because he has been really good since he's, since he's come to the NHL, potentially in sp- either because of or in spite of tours. Either way, I think it's worth rolling the dice on him. And how many 22-year-old bona fide first-line centres are floating around? Not that many. No, you're right. And if I'm the kind of team that are below... You know, if I've, it's about what well, I suppose Dubois doesn't have a choice really of where he can get traded to, but like yeah, if I if I'm in need of that kind of player, I'd I'd give it a go for him. Yeah, I, I don't think there are many teams on on in the league who, if they've got the cap space for him, wouldn't need a Pierre Luc Dubois and, and especially potentially what he could become. Would you would you try and do a a one for one trade with a superstar? 
like another superstar player, like another like a young superstar D man or something like that. I'm I'm just the I'm just thinking I'm just thinking about the Ryan Johansson Seth Jones trade. That's sort of just that's just cropped up into my head, obviously because it's Columbus, but that's just popped up into my head. But then I couldn't think of a player quick enough who would who's the guy who would that would be. I couldn't but I couldn't think of anybody like a comparable. I can't I can't necessarily think of any teams that are in that position that Nashville were in as well. Yeah. And even then that that idea of doing a one for one with young superstars, I, that scares me because you you really have a high risk of of having fucked that up. Like Nashville did. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah, argue, yeah, yeah. I'd say Columbus so. won that trade Jones easily. Yes, is, is, yeah, is, is a better player out of the two without a doubt. Yeah, no question. And he's paid less. Yes, it's gonna be a different question when uh, when he goes in uh, goes in UFA, but then that's and he leaves. That's always yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think. Say what about like the hurricanes? May I fucking who's... swear on a stack of Bibles? I was looking. I was like, yeah, it's Carolina. I, I was because anytime you mention, well, they've got a dearth of demons, so yeah, it's Carolina. It's always Carolina. But then who, for who? I, I don't know. And and to be fair to Columbus, I don't know if they they probably want a forward back because they've been shedding D over the summer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do you know, I wouldn't. So... If I was Yama, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do a one. I would want a package. I would want a Ryan O'Reilly type. You know, first couple of players, maybe a prospect or two. <laughs> you want you want a first. You want Tage Thompson. <laughs> you want uh, oh, what was the what was the guy's name? Patrick Berglund. Patrick you Berglund, want yeah. uh, fucking oh, the other you want Vladimir Sabotka. A Ryan O'Reilly trade is in the pieces, not what they actually got. I want <laughs> I want <laughs> better than what Buffalo got for Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, I wouldn't like this, but like an actual good trade, please. <laughs> That's what Kekalina should say. I want the Ryan O'Reilly trade, but I want good stuff. Give me some good things. Oh, who's any, who's got... Oh, let's not get into this too much, but I was going to say, you know, if any team's got an extra first this year, that would be a good sort of starting point. And I've said before, the- I don't know why you don't just stockpile. It's, you know, if you've got... I don't want a late first. Give me like if I can get it. Give me your third, fourth, fifth, and sixth this year instead. I want like I want percentage wise. I want a ton of players to choose from, not just one that's maybe going to be okay, and then some players as well. Yeah, but then, but then if you if you're looking at your scouting staff, and you're saying that as as far as I'm concerned, your ability is just as good when you've got you know, 600 players to choose from as when you've got 200 players to choose from. Yeah. That's fucking... Like, I get the idea, yeah, you, you you do get those, you know, your Johnny Gaudreau types, your John Klingberg types, you fall later and end up as superstars. But fucking hell, like, I don't think you can realistically manage a team that way. Because, yeah, if, if, if everyone thought John Klingberg was going to be good, he would have been, he would have been in the first round, wouldn't he? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, then how about it's, this? It's Here hard. you go. Here's one I've just thought of: Dubois for Provorov. How about that? Oh, but like Philly, Philly aren't doing that. I don't think. No, but this is this is the problem. Just, I just like, quickly looked down all the teams. That's, that's a good the only even... one I could see. That's the only one I could think of where it's okay. Okay, this is like a pretty much a good comparable where it could. I, yeah, they won't do it, but that's the only one I could think well, of. I was kind of a comparable. I was almost thinking. Oh, here we go. I might, I might almost have one here. Let me have a look. I was looking at Edmonton, but even then, that wasn't going to work. Dubois for McDavid, yeah? <laughs> yes, that that was going to be it. All right, all right, here we go. So, 
the blues. Yeah. Yeah. You do a Braden Shen. Right. That he's got a no. He's got a no. He's got a no trade clause. But forget you it. Do a Braden Shen. Forget it already. Well, you wouldn't. You wouldn't do it. Well, he's got no trade, so. <laughs> and I, this is the thing. There are so many, so many places that aren't gonna fit. Like, but that, that's what I'd want. I'd want like a a player who's around his skill level now and could play straight away. And can can play straight away, and not just play in like a, oh here's Nick Benino, like who could could feasibly be on your top line and be like okay, it's not ideal, but yeah, and all for right, a few you'll, years you'll be all right. right. And for a few years, yeah. that's why I was looking at Edmonton. I was thinking of Ryan Nugent Hopkins type. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's it's hard because there are there are so many. It's the the league's bunged up in a lot of ways. It is now. It is for for trades especially. For, which is the thing that's obviously Patrick Line is still, still basically floating around, seemingly nowhere to go. And like we've said, I think teams are looking that they're looking at a player like Line and they're thinking we're going to get a fortune for this guy. You know, we're going to just absolutely rinse some team. And other teams are looking at it going, no, because a we can't afford it, and b we know you're in this position, so why should we? Why should we help you? Yeah, you are, you either can't afford it or you can't facilitate it because of trade clauses. And and even if you really want to move the player, you're not going to move him for below market value. So it's just like a... Yeah, you're like, oh, I've got a loaf of bread, you're hungry, I want a fiver for it, I don't think it's worth a fiver, fucking... So it's stuck. Like, yeah. No, it works. Because we're handing out too many, too many no trade clauses and to an extent, rightly... People aren't GMs aren't taking shit trades anymore. This is something I'll get onto in just a second. With this, the only thing I wanted to mention before we got onto the predictions, which I thought was interesting, was that uh, Matt Barzal is still not signed in New York. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was looking but, at their, um, I was looking at their forward depth. Fuck me, Did, like one, two, three, four, five, six players have no trades or modified no trades in their forward depth. It's fucking mental. And I was just like, and got this is the thing. I mean, like, GMs love no trades like fat kids love cake. It's fucking ridiculous. Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, Jordan Ebley, Andrew Ladd, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, Leo Komarov have no trades or modified <laughs> no trades. I mean, what the and, fuck? And Andrew Ladd's 35 the... years old, making five and a half million. He's got a modified no trade. Why? <laughs> Fuck it. Well, because he, he was off, off the... UFA market, wasn't but it? So still, you have to, have to fucking him hell. It's fucking, it's fucking ridiculous. And then the players who don't have no trade clauses might as fucking well. Like Josh Bailey, I think is the only player that is uh, enticing and movable on that forward core. But he's still thirty-one and has four years left, and it's still just Josh Bailey. Like Josh Bailey's perfectly at good, five million as well. Fuck. At five mil at thirty one. I'm like, now nah, you're right. You can, you can keep him. But you've you've got fucking issues where yeah, all right. Cal Clutterbuck, Casey Sezikas don't have any trade protection. Great, but they might as fucking well where they make a combined six point eight five million. It's like, mate, who, what crackhead has given Cal Clutterbuck three and a half mil as a fourth liner? It's 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 ridiculous. We don't talk Absolutely about. Ridiculous. We don't talk enough about. The Isles' really bad cap management. 
It's really bad. If you look on their, especially their forward, their forward core, it's fucking insane. Because you're thinking, oh well, yeah, yeah okay, it's... good Nebley five and a half, yeah, decent. Josh Bailey five, yeah, maybe. John Gabriel Paggio, yeah, had a good season, yeah, five million, not bad. But they've got all of these players together. It's not just the odd one or two that seems like, yeah, that's all right, I suppose it'll do. No, if you've got all these players playing together and they're all on deals where you go, yeah, that's not bad, that's kind of fair enough, it adds up to not being good enough. It adds up to being way too much money. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a problem where they've gone from Garth Snow, who was seemingly quite an ineffective and incompetent GM when it comes to signing contracts, and then replaced him with 55, I was going to say 55, that's a compliment, 155-year-old Lou Lamorello. Like... You're going to go from already existing bad contracts, such as Andrew Ladd and Cal Clutterbuck and Casey Suzuki's, and then you replace him with, like, just... He's he's had a lot of success, but fucking hell, if there's anyone who's, like, stuck in the past, it's, it's Lou Lamorello, and that's why you've got, like, Leo Komarov, like you said, modified no trade at three million. He's apparently about to sign Andrew... Uh, Andrew? What's his name? Matt Martin... To a four-year, one and a half million per deal. Like, what are you doing, signing, signing thirty-five-year-old Matt Martin to a four-year deal again? You crazy old man. Yes, yeah, it, the the best part of the Islanders' forward core is the fact that they've got a lot of second-line level players. That's a good thing. But the problem is, outside of that, <laughs> they've got overpaid bottom six players overpaid old people and everyone's on a no trade like i think well, you're kind of right though i think the good thing is is that they've got a lot of second line level players making de- making okay money but the problem is they've got a lot of second line level players making okay money <laughs> <laughs> and and even then like this slightly more like anders lee at seven million is is more than you want to give anders lee it's uh, anders lee like he's a good player but $7 million is too much to pay him. Jordan Eberle's underpaid. I think that's the only good contract that they've got, really. Yeah. Like, Brock Nelson's perfectly good, but $6 million for another five years. Like, no. No, thank you. And they've it's... got, they've got, I think it's about, yeah, they've got $4 million to spend. And I, there's no way. I, I'm convinced, I am convinced that Matt Barzal's gone in there and just said, if you think you're giving me four million, you're fucking crazy. Because well, I, I imagine they're gonna LTIR Johnny Boychuk after the season starts and then just sign Barzal after the season starts. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's another six mil you got there, then you can just slap ten mil on him for eight years and bish bash bosh. Yeah. Which is fine. But yeah, you still still doesn't doesn't change the fact that you've got a fucking Mad average team. Just bad. Just really bad. Fucking no trades. Jesus Christ. All right. Should we start the show? Stop giving them out. Yeah, yeah I suppose we should. Uh,
Okay, we will uh, we'll do this now and then we'll get on to our predictions. As always, we are brought to you and sponsored by the fine folks at Wave Intel. As we near the return of the NHL, Wave Intel can provide all the stats and figures you need to shout at your GM and wonder why they would let a franchise legend walk away when he can still do a job. Anyway, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, YouTube, anywhere else you listen to podcasts, and soon being played in Tier 7 in England, which involves not being able to move outside of a 4x4 square in your bedroom. And if you could leave a review where you listen, that would be great. All right, predictions. Uh, we'll just go through the list. You might have some more than me. You might have some other ones to uh, say than me, but uh, we'll go with these first. Will, who's going to be the first team to get a COVID outbreak? What do you reckon? It's... I, I, want it to be, I want it to be a bit out there and, and funny with some of these ones, but you can't deny that it's probably going to be Florida. <laughs> My two answers were Florida or Tampa. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I didn't want to put Tampa because Tampa are going to like worm their way out of it. And it make, if you're going to pick a Florida team, it's got to be the Panthers, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I'm just going to get co- COVIDed up. The only player they're going to have left is, left is Sergei Bobrovsky. And he is going to... Gonna still be just as bad as he was last year. I think he'd be okay though, because you you won't be able to catch COVID because you can't catch anything, can he? Hey, hey. There oh, we go. hey, oh, hey, he can't stop his first. teammates <laughs> from going out and spreading it because he can't stop anything. He can't Dan. stop anything either. Ah, oh. hey, there you go. Thank you. Although to be fair, you could say the other side of it is that he's guaranteed to get COVID because he'll just let anything through. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many. That's yeah, three Bobrovsky jokes already in preseason. What are we doing? He's he's got one of those, you know, the uh, the blue surgical masks. You've seen where people <laughs> like poke the holes in the folds. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like it looks like they're wearing them properly, but they've just got loads of holes in them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Will a player break the rules and get banned? Because as we know. The edict was from the league, if any player is found to be breaking the rules, they are done for the year. Are they going to... Will it happen? And if it does happen, will they follow through on it? It'll definitely happen. And Patrick Kane is 100% going out to a kebab shop, ordering a donner, then throwing it back at the guy who hands it to him, racially abusing him, and then pissing on the counter. But he will not get banned for it because the league are full of cowards. Like I said, I hope it's I hope it's a poster boy. I hope it's Ovi. I hope it's McKinnon. I hope it's Crosby. I hope it's McDavid. It's, it's going to be one of those fucking. Please idiots. let one of those do something and get caught. Please, I just want to see Nathan McKinnon on a hardwood floor surrounded by strippers covered in money, just <laughs> just going fucking all out, getting caught, and the league going. Well, I'm fairly sure those strippers were tested, so he's actually okay. <laughs> just to see them come back around yeah. on it. There's another photo of Koozie out there with a bit of uh, a bit of marching powder going on in his hotel room. But then, he, upon further review, that line does appear to be two meters long, so he's all right. <laughs> it is not cocaine; it is anti-COVID dust. That is anti-COVID dust. It makes <laughs> me strong. <laughs> okay, all right, Koozie, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just, um... I, I just hope it's, I hope it's a North American player because I reckon if it's a European player, they get or, or Russian player, they're going to be more likely to be like, ah, fuck. Fuck those fucking Euros, fucking softies. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if it's a North American player, that's going to really... Well, they, they won't do it. They, they're not, they not going to ban a North American star. Like, if it's fucking Adam Cracknell, like, yeah, they might do. But even even then, like, banning him for the rest of the year, 
is mental to me. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. If they, if a player's found breaking the rules, good, you get banned. Oh yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it, I think it should absolutely happen. But in what world is it going to happen? In 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 the world where we're not banning players for using, you know, reenacting a Game of Thrones scene with a fucking stick, we're not we're not, <laughs> not banning him for a week. How are you going to ban fucking yeah whoever for? Yeah, that's a good. But we're talking about Radko Gudasov going out for a coffee. Yeah, I just remembered Christ. We haven't spoken about he's him. a he's he plays plays for Florida. Yeah, you haven't spoken about him for ages. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, not only is Radko Gudas going to get COVID, he's going to try and kill someone with it as well. He's going <laughs> to pin he's someone caught, down and cough in their like face spitting on, on someone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. All right. Little, was, I had a little, a little, con, uh, little conspiracy here. little conspiracy, I thought. Is a team going to use COVID in some way to their advantage? To somehow get a player extra rest or use it in some kind of weird cap management circumvent or something like that, is a team going to find a way to get COVID to benefit them positively? Here you go. Here you go. Team has an un, a, a non-COVID related injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a big game at the weekend. Bam. Oh, COVID there outbreak. you go. And then the, then the replay scheduled for when they get, you know, McDavid back or McKinnon back or whoever it might be. Brilliant. That's how they're going to do it. Yeah, McDavid tweaks his hammy and can't play for a week. Oh, it turns out 17 players in Edmonton have got COVID. So we'll have to, uh, we'll have to reschedule those games. Yeah, there you go. There you go. See, it's possible. It is <laughs> fucking, possible. Fucking Ken Holland see, sees the, the McDavid injury and just starts coughing. Just <laughs> proper forcing him out. He calls a team meeting and hermetically seals the room. Just no air can get in and out. He just starts coughing everywhere. Starts like, just starts licking people left, right, and centre, giving them kisses. <laughs> He's caught like throwing all the team's masks out the out the window of his hotel room or something. <laughs> oh dear! All right, on the fly, top four in each division. Shall I? Start? Oh, I haven't got. I've got. I mean, I've got them written down. So I'm not on the oh. fly. Oh, fair enough then. Off you go, mate. Off you go. I haven't, I haven't got orders though. No, that's fine. No, yeah, that's no, fine. Who's gonna? Sorry, yeah. Who's gonna qualify? Let's go with that. Who's gonna qualify from each division? Who, who do you want to start with? Should we go north? Go round, round the compass. We'll go Canadian division. I like it. The, the Scotiabank division. The Scotiabank uh, Canadian it's north gonna division. Be, it's gonna be Toronto, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Montreal. I think. Really? That's interesting. I think so. Yeah. Why not? I, I, just, I just don't... Winnipeg and, and Calgary, nah, you're, you're right. Ottawa, forget about it, as they say. Okay, okay. I, see, this reckon, was... I, can't, I can't see Edmonton not doing it, and I reckon... Yeah, go on. Chuck, chuck the Canadians in there. I, don't, I just don't like the Flames, and as we've covered before, the, the Jets are fucking shit. <laughs> the Jets are fucking shit. <laughs> I'm gonna totally, I'm gonna totally contradict myself here, as we want to do, and I will completely go back on this prediction in about two more uh, questions time when we come around to another section. But I'm also, yeah, I'll take Toronto. Uh, I think if, I mean, they'd better win that division. They'd better win that division compared to the other teams. Oh, I hope they do because if they don't, there's gonna be such a like fucking thing about it, isn't there? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'll if, they, go... if they're sitting third, oh, like, Jesus God, yeah. Christ, Christ. Yeah, I'll go Toronto. I'll also go Vancouver. I will take Winnipeg. Yeah. I still think they're a very well-run team. 
they've got one of the yeah, two best goalies in the league. Forward core still amazing. If they can get some help on defense, then they need because they need it. They'll be okay. So yeah, Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg. Man, and then, Calgary, are you? this was where I really got. It was either Edmonton or Montreal for me, and I think I'm going to take. Oh Mont- yeah, fuck, I forgot. I'm going to take Montreal. I think. Fair, fair play, fair play to you. I can't. Yeah, you I pick. Can't argue with it. Genuinely, can't argue genuinely, with it. you pick any four from those six. It's going to be tough, to, even if you don't have Toronto finishing first. Yeah, I could kind of, I could hear that argument. I don't think it's that wacky. So, you, you never know what's going to happen, do you? Yeah, you never know. Well, I mean, it will be amped up because you are, like I said before, you're essentially playing to be the champions of Canada. You win that division, you will then say, "Yeah, we were the best team in Canada that year." So, <laughs> whatever happens, all right. The uh, the Honda West division, Will. <laughs> the Honda West. The Honda West. Uh, I, th- I think this one, yeah, obviously Vegas, St. Louis, and Colorado. Then my fourth is is Minnesota. I think, I think they've done all right uh, at bolstering, and compared to everyone else in that division, like nobody else fucking gets me particularly erect when it comes to uh, comes to qualifying. Like the only other team I'd probably have close is the Coyotes, but it's, it's the Coyotes. I reckon. I reckon the Wild are probably better. Yeah, rather, rather especially with there with. Um, I completely agree. Off. Yeah, I completely agree. I I had the same. Um, I'm hope I do I'm hope. For... Like I said, I do hope that the Kings maybe surprise a few people, but just I don't know. Th- those young players need to learn quickly. It's a quick season. I don't think they're gonna have time to bed in. The goalies are bad. I mean, Christ! I've ju- I've just been. I was reading the other day about Drew Doughty's massive drop off. And he is not good. He is not good. Oh yeah, he's he is shit now. Yeah, right? he is bad. And I just I just think it's gonna be it's gonna be too quick for those young players. Maybe in a couple of years they'll be okay, you know, and they'll be ready to challenge. But yeah, not just yet. Too soon. All right. And there's there's just too much dead wood on that Kings roster for me. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, I, it's I, like what we were saying the other day. I think I think if you if you had enough room to play like ten of your rookies, fucking go for it, and you'll be a better team than than they are now. But yeah, but you can't. No. Sorry. Uh, the Discover Central Division, Will. <laughs> I've, got, I've got Tampa, Carolina, and Dallas, and then Florida as my fourth. That's interesting. In spite of their, them being down with COVID for 90% of the season. Just because I reckon, so like, Chicago and Detroit, yeah, nah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. If, if Chicago make the playoffs, I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling fucking... We're we're talking two thousand and six Syria sort of bullshit. <laughs> um, I like that. There you go. There you go. You enjoy that. And then what you got? You got the Panthers. You got the Predators and, and the Blue Jackets as as the three vying for one spot. Really, I mean the Stars could easily drop out of there, but I'm not going to fucking tempt fate with that. Blue Jackets do not interest me at all, especially if they get rid of Pierre Dubois. Like fucking. Not interested in the slightest. I don't think. I, I think they're going to come crashing down. From they're going to come crashing down all the way from eighth in their, uh, in their in their fucking conference to not eighth in the conference to ninth. Um, to ninth. Yeah, that could. That's that lines up. Um, uh, that the maths checks out there. And the predators like same thing. Of fucking whatever. You've got you've got to throw a couple of interesting predictions in there. And I reckon the Predators, like they, they haven't got it. They haven't got the mustard. So you're trying to tell me that this is the year that Florida pulls it together? Is that, is that what you're trying to tell me? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you that it took uh, what is going to become a three-year-long global pandemic for the Florida Panthers to make the postseason. Yes. Okay, so I was with them the first three. Oh, yeah, Tampa, Dallas, Carolina. I'm taking the Blue Jackets. They just surprise it, people yeah. all the time. They just surprise people all the time. And I just think... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. You know, I just... And like I said before, do not like Nashville. Florida, no. like, you need a, like The goalies, like, they're just so bad. They're so bad. And Sasha Barkov but, can't but be the could... most underrated player in the league every year. Like, at some point... He's got to get his team. If he's that guy, he's got to get them to the playoffs on his back, kind of thing. And it's just, I just think there's too just, much for him to do. There's too much heavy lifting. So yeah, I'm taking Tampa, yeah. Dallas, Columbus, and Carolina. I, th- I think they've they've improved their D a bit. You know, they've got uh, they've got Nutivar and, and Gudas. I like both of them. Both decent players. I think Bobrovsky, all jokes aside, surely he has to be at least capable this year. It's has to be, doesn't he? <laughs> Can a ten million dollar goalie just turn out to be good this year? Let's hope so. <laughs> Who who's to say? Who is to say? And like, yeah, I, I think, yeah. Again, like you've you've got a you've got to throw some something interesting out there every now and again. But fucking hell, yeah, okay. I don't know. And then the East. This was the hardest one. I think. Yeah, I agree. This was definitely definitely the hardest because I think my three were sorted. After that, man, it was tough. There was, I think, I think only one of mine was sort, sorted, sorted. Really? I, I, I think we could. Yeah, I think the Bruins were the only ones that I looked at. And were like, yeah, definitely one hundred percent. Closest was was Washington. Then as as a second one. After that, it's like, yeah, you've got even even the really bad teams in that division. You're like, who fucking knows? Could happen, couldn't it? Like the, I say, your bottom three are going to look at. Look like the Sabers, the Devils, and the and the Rangers. But even then, two two of them, you know, the Sabers have just gotten uh, Taylor Hall, and in theory, their young players are only getting better. So who knows what's going to happen then? The Rangers have just got Lafreniere in the draft. They were, they made the playoffs last year, technically, and like again, young players only going to get better. The Devils, who knows? Like they're they're not. They've got some decent players. Um, but yeah, the the rest of them teams, fuck knows. I I ended up going for who did I go for? Uh, Philly and the Islanders for my other two. That's really interesting. My three, because see, I I Bruins because I, I I didn't mention this with the Chara thing, but I'm genuinely happy as long as Cassidy's there. As long as Cassidy's there, I'm fine. I, I'm I'm totally fine. Like if you look at the amount of injuries that teams have had, the amount of player games lost, the Bruins are right up there and they're still a good team every year. So I'm fine with the Bruins. They'll yeah. be okay. Same with the Capitals. They've got enough stock. They know how to win. They they play smart. They're well coached. You know, I think they'll be fine. They've still got Ovi's going to They've got Laviolette this year. Like you can't... Yeah, exactly. They might end up winning the division with Laviolette. Yeah, yeah, they might do, seriously. And then, yeah, I, I thought you were going to be surprised but the Islanders was one I picked. I thought you were going to be like, oh, you sure? But again, they just play that dirty, boring 2-1, 3-1 hockey, but they just get results. And as much as we just slated their cap management and their team, they just win games. That's all they've done for the past they've... two years. This is it. Like I, I went kind of the opposite way that I went on. You know, I'm, I'm not buying the Blue Jackets bullshit anymore. But you've got to buy somebody's bullshit, haven't you? Like, yeah, exactly. You're in the bullshit shop, and the Islanders, like, 
just none of the other teams were good enough for me to not pick the Islanders. Like, as much as, yeah, the Rangers and the Devils and the Sabres, you never know, and they do have what I'd say at wild class as better players, like better top-end players. I can't, until they do it, you can't say that they're going to do it necessarily. And fuck, man, like, if it's down to the, the an ageing Penguins team that hasn't really brought anyone in to, to replace, you know, to, to, to account for the drop-off in age versus this Islanders team that just keeps proving people wrong, I can't, I can't pick the Penguins. I can't. Yeah, I really can't. And my my fourth my fourth team was the Sabers. Generally, mainly two reasons. One was that I just wanted to try I and know. I need to pick again. Like I wanted to pick something different. I thought it's kind of a bit of a crapshoot. And like you say, I do like the moves they've made in the off season. Taylor Hall's a good player. You... I like them bringing in Stahl to play with Skinner on that second line. That should then improve Skinner somewhat. I think they've kind of done a few okay things. I do like the goalie. I think if you know another year and he'll definitely get better. So. And I think you know you just you can't just you can't just keep picking the Penguins every year because Crosby and Malkin are there. You just can't. At some point, they're going to miss, and I and I think it's this season. Not the um, not the Flyers. You're not interested in the Flyers. No, I just I don't know. Like I say, there was like yeah, the top the the three I had, and then after that, it just became a case of uh, I guess I like this team a bit better than this team. And the Flyers had a good year last year, but maybe it's that first year syndrome. Maybe it's the uh, the second season thing where maybe uh, maybe King Ghidorah's messages aren't going to get through as well. But yeah, and again, it was kind of and maybe it was a bit of a, a kind of a contrarian pick picking the Sabers because no one thinks because everyone thinks they're still trash. And I was like, yeah, maybe we'll just give them a go this year, give them a bit of love. We'll see. You never know though. Like Christ Hall, Hall and Eichel together, like worst teams have made the playoffs there yeah exactly and like I say Stahl playing with Skinner they play together in Carolina so they're going to know each other you know it does help a little bit good veteran presence so and it it could be the the group of death type thing where the big teams just grind each other down so much that's true one of the minnows squeezes through you never know alright worst UFA or RFA signing well I've I've got one for each because I thought let's Let's keep it interesting. Oh, okay, let's okay. let's cover all the bases. Uh, my worst UFA is is Matt Murray to Ottawa. <laughs> Four years, six point two five million per for for <laughs> for a goalie that's been run out of his own like franchise. Like, mate, nah, <laughs> nah, I'm not. I, I'm not about that. I don't. I don't fancy it personally. Um, then my worst RFA was was Josh Anderson. Seven years at five and a half mil for a player that I, I like him. I do. I, I sincerely do. I think he's. I think he has been a good player. But mate, for a for a player that realistically hasn't actually done all that much in the league, production wise, and has just come off a big injury year where he was limited to twenty six games, and only had four points. Mate, like I'd seven years at five and a half. That to me stinks. Of by the year twenty twenty three, we're going to say that's one of the worst contracts in the league. I can't believe you picked those two players because those are exact two players that I picked. Oh, and I, for some reason, beautiful. for some reason, I really, really thought you would miss the Josh Anderson one. I really thought you weren't going to pick it. I was like, "There's no." I was like, "He's I forgotten did... about this." I'm convinced. And I was like, "Going to blow your mind." I was, I was like, "Oh, fucking hell!" 
I was I was looking around at the RFA contracts and just like all of them are pretty. That's the only, not the only egregious one, but that is the most egregious one to me. Because a lot of them are shorter, like little one, yeah, two year term. bridge deals. Yeah, it's and the like, term is like it's insane. it's the term that's messing me up. It's if you insane. if you were giving him two years at five and a half, I think I'd still say, "Cool, that's a bit mental." But all right, I, I may, I'd maybe think, "Yeah, you're hedging your bets a bit." But mate, seven years at over five mil for for a twenty six year old that still hasn't really shown that he's worth more than four for me. Is uh, and I, I like Josh Anderson. I think he's a good player. Yeah. I, I still, like him. On... They're, they're still paying on hope, basically. They're, you're, yeah, you're still for... looking at him like, yeah, one day he'll be a good player. Well, hang on a minute. Wasn't that day going to be like five <laughs> one, years ago? One day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just don't, mate. Yeah, that's, that's, that's funny, isn't it? That's funny. I, I think my... Did you have any other contenders floating around in there? Uh, I'm not convinced Jacob Markstrom's going to be a success in Calgary. Oh, I hadn't even thought about Jacob Markstrom. That's a good one. I'm not. I'm not convinced about that at all. Mainly because he, I think, I just I can't see that decor helping him out too much, and I'm not sure if he's that kind of goalie who can sort of pull out all the stops like that. I'm not sure. And yeah, there's nothing else RFA really. Like you say, everything else was just yeah. All right, maybe a player's making it. Like Ryan Strom's making four and a half million in, in for the Rangers. Yeah, that was what that was one that I thought. But it's two years. I'm like, yeah, for two years, you give a shit. That's fine. You know, it, it's not that That's, big. A deal. And, and he and he was really good last year. Yeah, he was good you last year. He you, was good. So. You can't deny he was really good. Like you can't if you, if you're getting what Ryan Strom did last year for another two years at four and a half. Like, geez, please sign me up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think UFA or RFA, there aren't any because of the because of the situation. There aren't any that are particularly like yeah. bad. I don't think. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, a couple of quick ones. We'll we'll do before we move on some more uh, in depth ones. Uh, who's going to win the rocket? I got Austin Matthews winning. The I rocket. got Matthews. Okay, who's going to win the heart? Oh mate. So I've got Matthews if he wins the rocket. Otherwise, Elias Patterson. Oh, I love the spiciness. Shit. What, just why not? No, but I, I don't want to just say Conor McDavid or Nathan McKinnon or whatever. Partly because I don't necessarily think they are going to fit that criteria, you know what I mean? Of of um, being a, a, an MVP when you've got good players around them. Pettersson is enough of a cut, up, cut above the rest of that forward core in Vancouver that I think if they like, go on a run and win the division or whatever... Then yeah, but I I reckon I th- I think you're on something when you say about you know best team in Canada shit because I think if you, whoever wins that Canadian division has a good chance of being at least a heart finalist. Yeah, like I agree. Yeah, the best player. My, and I my, think if um, Matthews if Matthews wins the rocket, there is no way in hell that he's not going to get the heart as well, just because the the Toronto media. I'm gonna just wet themselves over it, aren't they? Yeah, I think you're right. My outside for the uh, for the heart. Aside from obviously, I said I, I thought maybe Braden Point. Yeah, yeah, because I, I can I like... see him putting up, maybe not scoring the goals, but putting up a fuck ton of points this year. And because he's already shown he can do it on his own anyway, so I think he'll be uh, he'll be fine. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, let's go with uh, worst goalie tandem this season. Oh, I have got. Where have I got Edmonton? I did. I wanted to try and do something fun and interesting with that a little bit off the board, but no, it's, it's still it's still Edmonton. Okay, I went for the it's Kings. It's still them. My, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just an obvious. Yeah, there's nothing kind of uh, too crazy about that. Okay, I have to get some through some of these quite quickly, actually. Uh, I know we're running out of time. I know we're running out of time with no time. Uh, funniest team to not make the postseason. Oh, oh, here we go. Sorry, I'm just trying to find it on my list. It's uh, it's Montreal. It has to be Montreal. Yeah, it's Montreal. If they, Montreal, if they don't make it, it in, has to be in the Canadian team. Yeah, I I, I wanted to make it like relatively realistic, and I really don't think that. Toronto are going to miss, but yeah, if, if Montreal missed the the Canadian playoffs, jeez <laughs> Louise, they can't that's going to be Canadian rah, division, eh? chef's kiss. Uh, bounce back player, bounce back player. Sorry, again, just trying to find it. Um, here you go, Justin Falk. Ooh, that's left field. That's very left field. I like that. I was just trying to find something. I had a few other people, but I was like, eh, no, I, th- I think I think Justin Falk has a chance because he, especially when you're looking at bounce back, because he was pretty pretty rough last year. Yeah. As he as he has ever been. Like, he's not going to suddenly turn into Dougie Hamilton or anything like that for want of a better player to, to, yeah, a different player to compare him to. But I think with Petrangelo gone, Obviously, Cruz come in, but there's there's a, a slot that's opened up on that right hand side to, for him to get more minutes and just do a bit more and and produce a bit more. So I reckon I reckon Justin Falk's gonna be back to what people wanted him to be in the first place. Nice. I had probably another one, but I had Tyson Barry. I think he'll have a good year this year. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, reason, he reasonable. can't not put up points. If he if he doesn't put up points on a power play with McDavid and or Drysaddle, then he needs shooting into the sun. Because I could put up points with I, those two on a power play for fuck's sake. I, I love how you've got the idea of Tyson Barry having a having a bounce back and like you know specifically putting up points on the on the power play, and then you still don't have Edmonton making the playoffs. <laughs> like I said, I'm going to contradict my. He could still put up points, <laughs> but they might still make them at the play. Hey, they could lose every game eight seven. He could have seven points every game and finish the season with children yeah. sucking whatever points. Doesn't mean they make the playoffs. They could have one game where they beat the Senators 50 nothing. Yeah, exactly. Tyson Barry has a point on every goal and, yeah, just lose every game of the season left. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you that. If you had to pick a surprise team to make the playoffs, <laughs> it's the Florida Panthers. <laughs> well, you see, I went a different way. I went, so of all the teams I predict, of all the teams I thought weren't going to make it, I then went and looked at it and thought, okay, so of all the teams I didn't pick, who do I think yeah. could maybe in their division sneak in? You're going to laugh your ass off at this, but give me a second to explain. Go I'm taking Go on. I'm taking the Senators, and I'll tell you why, right? Listen. First off, you you've watched you've watched one Tim Stutzler highlight package and now <laughs> you're just all in like now nah, he's the best player that's ever existed. I can't deny, imagine Pele with a set deny, of ice skates. I can't deny seeing Stutzler highlights and maybe didn't go, Oh, maybe they can sneak something. Uh, this go on. Year. But give me a bit of that. Like we said, you made the point before about the other division one of the other divisions that every team is gonna try their fucking hardest in each game and I think there's going to be teams who are going to roll into Ottawa and be like well they're clearly the seventh team so they can fuck off and every year every year there's a team that just massively shocks everybody case in point Columbus last year how are they ever going to make the playoffs all their best players left all of them for nothing nothing they got nothing in return still coach well still made the playoffs and I'll tell you you got to be real careful like things in hockey because if you don't think DJ Smith is putting on that notice board every single day, 
every single Canadian media person thinks the Sens are the worst team in that division. And sometimes all you need to be good in sports is more motivation than the other team. And they are going to have a ton of it because everyone just thinks they're going to be fucking dog shit. And they've got... I'll, I'll give you that. And All right. Like we said, Matt Murray is not what they've paid for. But all he has to be is competent. He just has to be good. That's all. Not otherworldly. Just good. You've only got to beat three other teams as well to get into the playoffs in that division. It's not like four and others. You've only got to beat three other teams and you're in. And I think they got a shot. Not a great shot, but I think out of all the teams I looked at, I think that I think they got a shot. All right. On on that note, then I'll just I'll, I think given that profile and those sort of parameters of, of the prediction you're making, that's absolutely the one for the Canadian division. Yeah. I think if you're going to apply it to the rest of the divisions. I take the Ducks out of the West, I take the Blackhawks out of the Central, and then yeah, I'd probably take the the Sabres out of the East. Okay, okay. If we're gonna go gonna go that kind of idea. All right. Uh, so a surprise, but not a stupid cup winner. So it would be seen as as a surprise, but not completely bonkers and out of this world. I'll do mine first. Uh, I went with the Canucks. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because I think. There's a few things, um, as I've contradicted myself three times with the Canadian division now, but I can make an <laughs> argument for the Canucks because they have two good goalies, they have a superstar D-man, and they have a couple of superstar forwards. They have a, they have a core, they have a spine, which is sometimes good enough. They made the playoffs last year. You would think they maybe, you know, they could learn from it, get a bit, you know, a bit older, a bit more seasoned, maybe it helps them a little bit. And like you say, Elias Pettersson, future megastar, if he can stay healthy. Quinn Hughes, future megastar, if he can stay healthy. They've got two really, really good goalies if everything works out as it should. And I think that could be enough. And like we said, that a Canadian team is making it to the conference finals. So why not them? I'll, I'll give you that. And funnily enough, I've also picked a Canadian team. Okay. It's the Montreal Canadiens. Okay, okay, I like it, I like it. Because I reckon Kerry Price goes goes Super Saiyan again, and, and that's that, like, I reckon. I, I, could, I longest... could see it. I'd... Sorry, Meg, one. I was just going to say, I, I still think it'd be a surprise, because I do not think they're a particularly good team anywhere, but to, to be honest. But if anyone's going to drag a team to success this year, any goalie, it would be Kerry Price, I think. Okay, uh, the best player this year over thirty-five. Uh, my, I think my only homer pick in uh, Joe Pavelski. I think he's, I think he's going to come back with a, a bit of a bang this year. Tyler Sagan's out for until April, so he's basically got that number one centre job back until he loses it. All, yeah, all, all, uh, all reports from two whole days of training camp is that he's looking really good and really up for it. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon Joe Pavelski's going to be be good because nobody else over 35 is good well I'm going to turn my rage into a positive I'm taking Chara <laughs> I think he's, he's going to end up on that top unit with John Carlson do you know what it is do you know what it is I think more than anything I think being told by a team after you've played for them for that long you know what we yep. just don't think you're that good enough anymore sorry we just don't quite think you can do it would you like to uh, hand out the cakes at, at break time <laughs> how about fuck you how about I'm going to be more motivated than I've ever been? 
than maybe in about 10 or 12 years, and I'll fucking show you how much I can do. Like, dude, at the best of times, Chara is a very, very motivated player. I mean, an absolute animal professionally when it comes to training and practice and all that kind of thing, and his body and all kinds of stuff. And being told by a team that you are, you know, a legend for that. Yeah, we just don't think you can do it. Fucking hell. Like, seriously, <laughs> look out, League, because that man is pissed off. Yeah, of, of all the players to say that to as well, like Zidane O'Shara does seem like a prime candidate to uh, just have a spite Norris season. <laughs> that would be great. That would be funny. All right. I've got... Okay, the last one is... The last, uh, the last two. I couldn't pick a worst contract, so I'll save my super spiciest take for last. My worst contract... And this is a great chance for us to celebrate the snakes who made it, as we're big fans on this show. But, mate, there are too many bad contracts in this league. I couldn't pick one. <laughs> Fucking Brent Seabrook, Mark Edward Vlasic, Phil Kessel's too obvious, PK Subban's obvious, uh, fucking Eric Carson's obvious. Pick a fourth liner playing in Vancouver or New York Islanders. That's too obvious. Bobrovsky, Jacob Truba still making $8 million. That's too obvious. All I could get from this was that uh, GMs are just fucking useless at handing out contracts. The worst contract is any contract given to any GM who then has the power to pay players because they're all (laughs) fucking idiots. There's so many bad contracts in this league. So many that are just terrible. I couldn't pick one. They're all bad. I've, I, I was kind of in the same boat because I, I didn't want to just say, oh, ooh, it's, it's Drew Doughty, oh, it's, it's Brett Seabrook, it's, it's whoever, you know, the, the really obvious ones that you already know are really bad. So I kind of tied it in with my biggest drop-off. And I reckon that Jake Voracek contract could end up looking quite nasty sooner rather than later. He w- he's been perfectly good. He's not. He hasn't dropped off yet, but he's been... He hasn't been over over 80 points in two years. He's had 66 and 56 last year in the uh, in the shortened season. But even even going before that, so he's, I, th- I think he signed his extension after 2015. And he's only hit that 80 point mark once. He's only he's only broken 60 points twice. He's 31 now and he's still got four seasons left at 8.25. I'm not saying it's Mate. definitely going to happen, but like that could easily just turn sour. You could have given me 10 guesses. I would not pick the number over 8 million for his contract. I literally just checked that because I was like, is he? He can't be making that much. And See, I thought you were going to say... He was making six. <laughs> I genuinely, right? I thought, I swear to God, I thought you were going to say, you know, and for a guy making 5 million, it doesn't produce that much. And my <laughs> eyes just popped out. He's like, he makes 8.25? Fucking That's hell. Okay, and, and for that Philly team, like I think, yeah, if he doesn't keep producing, you're you're then hamstrung there. Fuck, he makes eight point two five. Jesus, that's mad. Bad, isn't it? I didn't like he's a good player still. He's, he's a good player still. Yeah, he's, he's still good, but yeah, in the in the COVID era, he ain't ten percent of your cap good. Thanks yeah. to cap friendly as well for adding that on. That's really nice now to see that. They have like they have percentages beautiful. of the cap next to the money. It's really good. It makes it really easy for us to complain. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like we know what we're talking about. All right, I'll let you do this one first because this is going to be the spiciest fucking take you've ever heard in your life. Okay, player who was good, who's going to go to shit? I will let you go first. So I've kind of I've I've got to put 
Jake Voracek in to tie him with my worst contract. Okay, I, okay, I had yeah. three, three players on this list. Okay. Right, and again, it's it's based on nothing. It's based on absolutely nothing because you can't you can't say or Jamie Ben or whatever. You can't say it's going to be somebody who's already clearly started that decline. So my three are going to be Brian Rust, who I thought was it's a bit of a bit of a boring one to pick because like he's just had a good year and it's saying he's not going to be as good as his best year of fucking taking a half for you. Um. I think Father Time is catching up to Blake Wheeler and Patrick Kane this year. Ooh, okay, okay. I like the Blake Wheeler one more than the Patrick Kane. I think Patrick Kane will. I think he'll. I think he'll retire on like an eighty-five point season. I just don't think he knows how to not do that. But I do. Yeah, like I think Wheeler I think one. I'll give you that. I like Blake Wheeler. Part one of more. my thing with part of my thing with Kane was not so much his ability deteriorating, but like the team around him is just disappearing. You're right. So like, You're right. I could, I could, say, and you've got, you've got to throw a spicy one out there. But yeah, Blake Wheeler is getting on, thirty-two. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. I just, yeah, I reckon, I reckon that could easily. Those, two, those two of the interesting names that stood out to me as like, well, maybe that this could be it. This could be it for them. All right, you ready for this? <laughs> I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing for it. I'm buzzing for it. <laughs> Conor McDavid. God, I tell you, I wanted to. I wanted to throw in just an absolute wild card pick that has no basis on anything at all. I have no foundation for this other than pure speculation and some stupid bullshit method that people sometimes attune to things. Like I always say, there's always a team that surprises you and makes the playoffs. That's why I'm picking the Senators because maybe that'll be that this year. Statistically. There's no way they're making it, but I'll tell you. Right. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. My player, who I think was good, he's going to go to shit, is Roman Yossi. <laughs> and I'll tell yeah. you why. I, I can't, I can't, I can't disagree. I can't oh, really? Disagree. <gasps> no way. No I way. was almost going to pick him. I was almost going to pick him. But then I, I thought, like... I sw- oh, my God. I thought you were going to turn off the call and be like, yeah, sorry, we're done, Dan. We can't do this show anymore, mate. That's it. Sorry. You're too stupid. It's, it's I think anyone who's 30 or, or above, like it, it can it can happen to anyone. And But the reason I didn't pick Yossi was I thought, I don't think that's going to be enough of a drop-off. I know he's the reigning Norris winner and everything, but I still don't think Roman Yossi is necessarily... As like flashy or, or a player to like have that kind of drop off. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, he might not, he might stop producing, but I reckon he'll still be perfectly good defensively, probably. Or, but yeah, I'd, I like that. I like oh, that damn it! I'm kind of upset you weren't just laughing down the phone at me or laughing down this call at me. I'm well, kind of annoyed that you. I, th- I thought you were going to say like Sid. I thought you were going to say Crosby, and, no. and I, I'd, I'd still been fully on board with that. <laughs> but yeah, that's. It's spicy. He's he's a reigning Norris Norris. Uh, yeah, Norris I'm picking the reigning Norris like winner to be terrible next year. And you know what it was as well was that I, I was looking at defensemen who get to 30 years old and then have huge contracts, and they all just seem to drop off. Like it's kind of weird that and it's the funny, ones that the ones that make loads of money anyway. Not obviously, you know, there's plenty of players who are making you know sort of two million a year at 32 in defense who are fine. But like you kind of cornerstone guys. We mentioned Drew Doughty. We mentioned 
fucking Eric Carlson, players like that. They, it's weird, but like they get these massive deals and then they just seem to fall off a cliff over the over the course of an evening. And you're like, what the fuck happened to this guy? And then you're stuck with Roman Yossi at nine million for the next seven years or six years or whatever the hell it is. Well, and like um, oh. classic at seven and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I could I could definitely see it. On that same sort of idea, I almost went for John Carlson. Yeah, that would have been yeah, that would have been another good another good choice. I, I, I didn't go for him because I thought that's another one of just saying, oh, he's not going to be as good as the best season of his career, which yeah, is not is not enough. Like, I, yeah, I'd be I'm not saying Roman see. Yossi's not really going to be as good. I'm saying he's going to be not good. That's the thing. I guess that's the spiciest part of my take. It's not just he's that he's terrible. not that good. He's just no good. Fantastic! I really enjoyed that, mate. That was good. It was good to be. Uh, Good to be back Not in the South good... after a couple of weeks. I, 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 just quickly, I do feel this week I've felt a lot more like, all right, I'm I'm back in it now. Like I'm I'm attuned into the hockey hockey's hockey world again. <laughs> yeah, I know like, what you mean for sure. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Just because the season's coming back, like it's it's actually happening. There are things happening. There's training camp reports to to read about this that, and the other. Like as we say, it's every... funny how when go on, mate. It's funny how when hockey's happening, you feel a lot more like you feel like hockey's happening. It's, it's strange, that. What's going to happen is the same thing as always, is that we're super hyped for the start of the season. The start of the season, <laughs> we'll get here, and then we'll be like, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of out now until game 40. Just, you know, give me a ring when the game 40 is happening, and I'll tune back in then, and I'll care some more. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Garen, with you. At the moment, I'm very excited. Guarantee. But in like two months, I'm like... 20th of uh, January. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're... A week twentieth of January, we'll be recording the show. It's like, yeah, just whatever now, isn't it? When's right. playoffs start again? Well, like, like fucking hell, it's taking ages. <laughs> See you in a bit. Yeah, why haven't they trades? <laughs> yeah. All right, fantastic. There we go. Thank you for listening, everybody. Will any last words? Uh, no. So we're we're what? Uh, is it a week today? Week today. My, my math's right. Yeah, week today. Fucking start your engines, people. Start your engines. Keep keep an eye out for all those training camp controversies that anyone going down with the covids anyone getting um who's a oh who's a who's patrick seedloff playing for now who's who's he gonna concuss in training camp this year <laughs> whose career is gonna end that's why i was asking about gudas who's gudas gonna hobble by mistake week one in his own fucking in his own oh, on his own team because there was that thing with uh sean couturier, yeah, sean couturier yeah. as well no <laughs> Completely forgot about that. You basically fucking Beautiful. ripped open fucking Couturier's MCL or ACL or something. <laughs> like, before the playoffs started. <laughs> what, what a fucking legend. All right, there we go. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.